Good evening, everyone. Welcome. We're working now within the full tide of the energies of the impouring Virgo full moon. Uh, the moon becomes exact at 12.32 this morning. So we're all here tonight because we want to serve. We believe in service, and the full moon work is certainly one of the most effective means by which we can serve not only our own individual evolutionary development, but also the evolutionary development of our group and the planet. And Virgo, the sign with which we're working tonight, is has as its key quality, or one of its key qualities, this idea of service, of letting in the light. Because Virgo is the guardian of the wisdom, and she's able to provide the right conditions that give sanctuary to the soul, for the soul to manifest itself through the form. This is primarily the task of this nurturing sign. But as we know, the birthing process is difficult. Uh, when we look around our planet today, we see that the birth pangs are everywhere apparent because we are birthing a new age, a new civilization. And so it's helpful to keep this in mind when we might feel a little downtrodden by the events that are unfolding in our world to know that they are part of this emerging process. And because we're um, this week celebrating, uh, preparing to celebrate the UN Climate Action Summit that's coming up in the following week, we thought we'd begin with uh, a kind of invocation that Michael will read related to our planet. So, This is the <coughs> prayer of Chief Seattle. Earth Mother, Star Mother, you who are called by a thousand names, may all remember we are cells in your body and dance together. You are the grain and the loaf that sustains each day. And as you are patient with our struggles to learn, so shall we be patient with ourselves and each other. We are radiant light and sacred dark, the balance. You are the embrace that heartens and the freedom beyond fear. Within you, we are born. We grow, live, and die. You bring us around the circle to rebirth. Within us, you dance forever. Now we'll work with a brief visualization followed by a sounding of the invocation of light, the mantra you'll find on the card on your chairs. So let's visualize the planet surrounded by a network of light the planetary etheric body. 
Visualize within this network a star composed of the five planetary centers. And in the center of that star, visualize the group of world servers as a sphere of radiating, lighted energy overshadowed by the love of the spiritual hierarchy. See the energies from this central sphere of the new group pouring out through the five planetary centers, the planetary star, London. Darjeeling. New York. Geneva. Tokyo. Visualize the energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the sacred energies of the full moon interlude into the consciousness of all humanity. Solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. Virgo is a sign that's related to the redemption of matter, to the purification of the form, and thus it's aligned with the entire purpose and intention of our planetary logos that he set when he formed this planet. 
We are, after all, named the earth. To redeem is to buy back, to release from bondage or penalties. And you can see, therefore, what a big task our Logos has set before himself in redeeming the matter of our planet. And this process of redemption is complicated here on planet Earth. And this complication relates in part to the karma of our Logos and to the idea that our planet combines two different streams of human evolution, one from our planet, but another from what is known as the moon chain. The moon was an earlier incarnation of the Earth, but which failed in an earlier system, and the humanity of that stream had to vacate the planet and were later adopted by our planet. And so it's a difficult karma to integrate these two very different streams of energy. Virgo was a sign that ruled powerfully in that previous system. And it hides within its symbolism much that aligns it with our planet. And that is why I believe the Earth rules in this sign of Virgo. We can therefore learn much about our own destiny by pondering this sign, unfolding its qualities here on Earth, particularly at this time. Virgo, as you know, is an Earth sign. It's a sign wherein deep transformations occur over long, long periods of time, transformations that arise from the very depths. It relates to causes, to slow, deep, transformative crises that fundamentally shift the foundations upon which structures are built. Virgo's known as a triple sign, and that's demonstrated in its keynote, bringing together the father, the mother, and the child. I am the mother and the child. I, God, I, matter, am. Through the purificatory nature of this sign, spiritual energy can be released through all three aspects of the personality life. Through the mind, the father aspect, the energies are released by thinking and conceiving of loving and harmonious thoughts. Through the emotional body, the intuitive love of the buddhic plane can be reflected and distributed as love through the emotional body. And then through the physical, etheric body, goodwill or love and action can be released on the physical, etheric plane. We're told that the planet Earth is involved in a process of initiation, and particularly at this time of group initiation. And it's somewhat unique in that only two other planets in our system are on this particular type of initiatory path. So it's the Earth, Mars, and Saturn. But nowhere are the difficulties more intense because there are always difficulties involved in an initiatory process, we're told, than on our Earth. It's the most difficult here. It's an experiment in the speeding up of the evolutionary process 
and not only for our planet, but for all subsequent planets in our system that we can eventually aid by distributing our light to them and by learning from the lessons and the techniques that are being established here on Earth at this time. As I said, it's an experiment. And while the great being that ensouls our planet appears timeless and possessed of infinite patience, this silent watcher actually is said to have a schedule which he must meet. And so it was necessary to institute this forcing process of initiation. And so this process, we might think, is mostly related to us and our need for evolutionary advancement, but we are told, in fact, that it's more related to the need of the Logos himself to keep to his schedule because of the delays that occurred under the failure of the earlier moon chain. This speeding up process is powerfully affecting those souls who individualized on this planet. For eons of time, this planet has been controlled by the more advanced souls who have come from the moon chain. But now it seems that this process is changing as Earth humanity rises. The strong love of the Earth that many young people today are demonstrating could be an indication of this shift, claiming that which is theirs. The force of the initiatory process being undergone is providing the impetus to move things forward, impelled by the powerful astrological configurations now apparent in our planetary life. These earth chain individuals are possessed of the ability to simply articulate the problems we face and to powerfully formulate the solutions we need and to take swift action in ways that have eluded their elders. They know how to work with the seventh ray energies and they realize innately humanity's responsibility for the animal, vegetable, and mineral worlds as they sense the synthesis that, un that is unfolding within the kingdoms of nature and the responsibility that we as human beings hold for these lesser kingdoms. Spiritually speaking, that responsibility is basically to radiate energy that will weld all of the lower kingdoms into a synthetic whole. That's humanity's responsibility. The souls that are coming in look at the world with fresh eyes. They question and are saddened at how we ended up in the present situation and why no one is seemingly doing anything about it. And although, of course, this isn't really true, for much is being done, but perhaps it's the really big and fundamental shifts in direction that are lacking at this time in their view. But as the SDGs are implemented, they will take us a long way in implementing those fundamental shifts. I recently listened to an interview with Greta Thunberg, the 16-year-old Swedish activist, climate activist, who's here in New York now for the UN Climate Action Summit that starts on the 23rd. Greta said that a few years ago, um, 
she went into a deep, a rather deep depression after passing a number of years dedicating her life to climate action, which began at around the age of seven years old. She stopped, uh, basically stopped talking to almost everyone, and she almost stopped completely eating as well. She said she couldn't understand how everyone around her could continue to go on with their normal everyday lives when the planet was in such peril. She said she was angry, but she did eventually learn how to turn her anger into action. And she took simple, very simple actions that set her on a course where she has become an inspiration to many, particularly young people, and she's mobilized them as well into the action that she has found, the purpose she's found in her own life. And she has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. And of course, she's not alone. For in almost every country of the world today, people are calling for an end to the old policies of greed and corruption and speaking up in support of renewable resources and for an end to the exploitation of natural habitats. These concerns for the earth, for life, and for the future are real, as is humanity's part in this crisis. But when the climate crisis is viewed through the lens of another type of science, the science of the ageless wisdom, additional causal factors come to be seen as powerful contributing agents to the present situation. It's not only humanity's um, fault that this situation is unfolding. So let's list a few of the causati causative factors indicated by the ageless wisdom. The first and foremost is said to be a welling up of magnetic force on the great second-ray star of Sirius. This star has a very deep relationship with our planet and also with our solar logos. We're told that Sirius stands as the monad to the solar logos. So it's a very, very powerful influence on that star as it pours its uh, radiance into our planet. And we know that the Leo Festival, which passed last month, is known as the Syrian Festival when humanity is increasingly making an alignment with that great star. So now when we're entering and working with the Virgo full moon, since the Tibetan does tell us that the signs of Leo and Virgo are esoterically still one sign, we might want to conjecture that this Virgo full moon also brings in with it the opportunity to align with Sirius. Sirius brings in a wave of love and we can see why it is affecting the planet so powerfully, because on a soul level, our planet is governed by the second ray. And always when the soul is stimulated, it brings crises in its wake in the outer form. The second important factor underlying the present challenges in relationship to is the shift in the Earth's polarity. Due to the pull, we're told, of a great cosmic 
center. Perhaps that center, most probably, is the center known as the one about whom naught may be said. We're part of a system called the Syrian system, which along with six other solar systems finds as its central point this great supercosmic logos, which we've named the one about whom naught may be said. So the pull of this great central cosmic logos is surely coming to more prominence in our planetary life as increasing numbers of the human kingdom are aligning with their higher selves, forming therefore the planetary triangle between Shambhala, hierarchy and humanity, and permitting a greater influx of energy from this powerful center. This pull is said to be powerfully affecting the Earth's orientation, and it's responsible for the many earthquakes and volcanic eruptions which have come into play during the past 250 years. The third and fourth factors that relate to the shifts is the entry of our planetary life into the sign of Aquarius in two cycles, the cycle of the lesser zodiac, which is a 2,500-year shift, as well in the cycle of the greater zodiac. This is an amazing conjunction and alignment of Aquarian force. And I do believe that um, this alignment of these two major cycles is the underlying factor that so many people are concerned with today, which is the extinction of between 150 and 200 species of plants, insects, and animals every day. Scientists are saying that this is 1,000 times faster than the normal rate of extinction. But the Tibetan rate relates this extinction rate to the incoming of a new ray, the seventh ray. The ray energies conform uh, or condition the flora and fauna of the world. So we've gone through a 2,000-year period wherein the flana, fauna and flora were governed primarily by the sixth ray. So now we're coming into a period where they'll be governed by the seventh ray. So the energies uh, very much condition our, our planetary life. But if you consider, like I just mentioned, the fact that this Aquarian cycle is conditioning in two major ways, the rate of extinction, I believe, is related to that. We've never seen it before like this, and so it's probably related to that vast 25,000-year cycle. And another factor, little known today, is that the moon is disintegrating with increasing rapidity, and this necessarily produces terrestrial results. So when addressing these points, the Tibetan reminds us that they that great inner shifts within consciousness always accompanied by outer crises. And so we see in the world today, consciousness is expanding, and so the restricting forms are breaking down. So while humanity has much to do to clean up its act in relationship to this beautiful planet, many of the underlying causes of the current crises 
are related to factors that are seemingly outside of our control. But in their midst, as the saying goes, we must all live simply so that others may simply live. And many of the young people involved in this environmental movement are doing just that. But at the same time, it's helpful to realize that we cannot hold on to these old forms that are in process of shedding their skin. We must make way for the new. But the outpouring of concern for the planet is surely a sign that humanity is coming into alignment with the plan. The climate crisis is not an isolated problem, but rather highlights many other problems in our world as well. So the fact that so many people are demonstrating, demanding better conditions, is a powerful testament that is paving the way for the coming externalization that we're preparing for at this time. The whole goal of the evolutionary process is to bring about a fuller receptivity upon the part of the form nature to increasingly more dynamic, impouring energies. As the form is increasingly refined through the processes of initiation, the ability to respond and open to these higher vibratory influences grows to the point where the individual becomes a lens through which the many lights, which are energy itself, can stream and thus be focused upon our planet. To these energies, the group tunes its consciousness and thus becomes the planetary server. So now let's work together with our meditation. Let's take a moment to link with our group here and with all other individuals and groups throughout the world. Come together in group fusion. I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, 
and towards the world teacher at the heart of hierarchy. interlude. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energy streaming into Shambhala, radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
meditation using the keynote for Virgo. I am the mother and the child. I, God, I, matter, am.
precipitation using creative imagination visualize the energies of light love and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest use the sixfold progression of divine love shambhala hierarchy, Christ, the group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, physical centers of distribution. interlude. We focus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Sound together the mantra of love. In the center of all love I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy, streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher.
distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the outpouring of light, love, and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men. Let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power Restore the plan on earth.
Thank you, everyone. And our next meeting is the new moon of Libra on Monday, September 30th at 6 p.m. here in our offices. And the next full moon meeting is on the Libra full moon on Sunday, October 13th, and that's at 3 p.m. So we look forward to seeing you then. Thank you.